a plea to exit public schools as soon as possible. While claiming they don't believe homoerotic attraction is biologically determined, far too many conservatives act as if they do so believe. If conservatives really disbelieved the assertion by leftists that homoerotic attraction is biologically determined, they, that is conservatives, would be far more vigorously opposed to their children being educated in public schools. If conservatives really believed that a child's environment can contribute to the development of homoerotic attraction and later to volitional homoerotic activity, then they would remove them immediately from any context that introduces them to positive ideas and images of homoeroticism, including especially public schools. Here in Illinois, such propaganda starts in kindergarten and continues every year throughout elementary, middle, and high school. How do conservative parents think a five-year-old will process the lies their teachers spread about homoeroticism, including through heartstrings pulling tales about children with two mommies, or about allegedly homosexual penguins, or about gay children being bullied? Are conservative parents absolutely sure their young children won't start wondering if the natural love they feel for their best same-sex buddies is a sign that they are gay? Ideas have consequences, folks. Don't be duped by the mockers who will claim it's absurd to think ideas about homoeroticism can create feelings. Ideas absolutely can create feelings that then shape actions. By allowing young children to be exposed year after year to homosexuality-affirming ideas, parents are playing with fire, the fire of sexual desire ripped from its moral moorings. In the book Male Colors, The Construction of Male Homosexuality in Tokugawa, Japan, Gary Loop demonstrates the effect of culture in constructing homoerotic desire, and I quote, Nanshoku, which is male homoeroticism, arose largely to compensate for men's lack of female companionship, but at some point its culture came so to influence the structure of male desire that its vitality no longer required the absence of women. Indeed, it remained a vigorous tradition in Tokugawa cities even as the institution of the female courtesan throve. The ero, which is sexual desire, of most Tokugawa men was bisexual. This eros was specifically constructed to mirror the hierarchical relations specified in Confucian thought and in feudal society. Males were socialized to desire to penetrate younger males and to be penetrated by older males, end quote. Anyone who believes homoerotic desire cannot be constructed or created by culture is either naive or ignorant. Homoerotic desire can be shaped not only by childhood sexual molestation, early exposure to pornography, peer ostracism, and familial dysfunction, but also by cultural values that spread like disease contagions. In fact, there is a term for such a phenomenon, social contagion or group contagion. Social contagion or group contagion is defined by the American Psychological Association as, quote, the spread of behaviors, attitudes, and affect through crowds and other types of social aggregates from one member to another. Studies suggest that social contagion 
is sustained by relatively mundane interpersonal processes, such as imitation, conformity, universality, and mimicry, end quote. Social contagions include anorexia, bulimia, cutting, and even suicide. Homoeroticism and cross-sex identification, that is, transgenderism, are the newest contagions to emerge in our deviant, sex-saturated public square and infect our children. There's a reason the rates of homosexual, bisexual, and trans identification are rising, and the reason is not that humans are biologically evolving or that these higher percentages always existed but were hidden due to cultural disapproval. The reason is that culture is constructing disordered sexuality. In 2018, the Telegraph reported that this social contagion had infected children in the United Kingdom, leading a member of parliament to call for an investigation into the reasons for the shocking increase in children rejecting their biological sex. And I quote, An explosion in the number of children wanting to change sex has prompted an inquiry by ministers. Penny Mordaunt, the Minister for Women and Equalities, wants to understand the reasons behind a 4,400% increase in girls being referred for transitioning treatment in the past decade. Officials will look into the role of social media and the teaching of transgender issues in schools as parts of their inquiries. In 2009 and 10, a total of 40 girls were referred by doctors for gender treatment. By 2017 and 18, that number had soared to 1,806. Referrals for boys have risen from 57 to 713 in the same period. Some educationalists have previously warned that the promotion of transgender issues in schools has sown confusion in children's minds and that encouraging children to question gender has become an industry. Dr. Joanna Williams, author of the book Women vs. Feminism, has said that schools are encouraging even the youngest children to question whether they are really a boy or a girl, end quote. Just as here in the United States, government schools in England play a significant role in sowing gender confusion. The government schools we fund are an integral part of the metastasis of these social contagions. Schools are providing a distorted lens through which children are misinterpreting experiences, which in turn construct disordered desires and identities. Socially distancing our children from those who would intentionally mainline contagions into them is the best way to protect them during their most vulnerable developmental years.